Well, I want to get into my message this morning. It is Thanksgiving week. Um, How many of you be traveling? Anybody traveling this week for Thanksgiving? Anybody coming to your house for Thanksgiving? Who's hosting? All right. How many of you are going to see a crazy family member this week that you often try to avoid? If you didn't... (laughs) If you didn't raise your hand, you might be the family member that other people are trying to avoid, okay? I, I don't know. I, I say every family has one family member like that, and if your family doesn't, I'm sad to say. Uh, you're like, well, I think everybody in my family is normal. Um, it, that's the way it is for the holidays, but we, we really want to be focused on gratitude as we go into this week. And, and really love, you know, this week as I was kind of studying and preparing for this, feel like God gave me a really awesome message uh, that can be very life-changing. And, and I want to give that to you off the bat. I really feel like this message that God has given me could be life-altering for us in this room. It's not just a, hey, it's Thanksgiving, we should give thanks. Uh, I really want us to look at this from a scriptural standpoint. So I'm, I'm going to start in the book of Ephesians today, and I want to ask you to do something. If you don't have a Bible or a device of some which, something that you read, can you grab a Bible, a physical Bible, out of the pews in front of you? They're right there, all right? And you can go to the book of Ephesians. That's a, page 979 in those Bibles, if you don't really know your way around to where the book of Ephesians is. Uh, right in the New Testament, Galatians, Ephesians, and then Philippians. So if you hit Philippians, you went too far. got to back up. But we're going to read this today because I think that there's something here that is really going to be very life-giving for us if we can grab a hold of this, of what it means to give thanks to God truly. So here we're going to start with this. Ephesians 5 verse 4. Here it is. Ready? Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Now that's really short, right? Can we say it together? So instead, Instead. let there be thankfulness to God. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. I want to go through in the next maybe 20 minutes or so, okay? Next 20 minutes, I want to unpack three things here, okay? Number one is that what am I trading, right? Because if I'm saying instead of, that means I'm giving something in exchange for. So what am I trading? What am I getting, okay? Because if I'm giving something to get something, instead let there be. And then number three, and this might be most important, how do I get there? What's the roadmap to get from where I've been to where God wants me to be between what I'm trading and what I'm getting? Because let's be honest, sometimes that can feel like a great chasm in between. And so we're going to unpack that this morning. So I want to start with this because we're we're reading this verse in in, uh, chapter 5, verse 4, instead let there be thankfulness to God. Now this is like a hinge point in a larger portion of scripture, okay, that you can find that goes from Ephesians 4.17 to 5.20. So it's a bigger section, almost a whole chapter if you would read the whole thing. And in this portion, uh, Paul is writing to the Ephesian church and he's telling them, you are children of the light, okay? Remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that as the church, the ecclesia, we are those who have been called out of darkness and into light. And so this is exactly what Paul is speaking to. Now he says, I want to speak to that reality of who God has called you to be, what he's called you from, what he's calling you to. And that's what we're going to look at today. So we're not going to read the whole chapter of of what it would be, but I want to unpack some of these things for you of what it says that we trade in exchange. When we cross that threshold of instead, let there be thankfulness to God. What is it instead of? Here it is. Wandering in hopeless confusion and darkness. That sounds like something you'd want to be rid of, right? A hard heart that has no sense of shame. I don't think I want that, okay? A sin nature that is corrupted by lust and deception. Lying and anger 
which, listen to this, give a foothold to the devil. And then it goes through this whole list. There are several things it mentions here. Stealing, abusive language, bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, sexual immorality, impurity, greed, obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse joking. Uh, This is, I guess, for my kids, because I get this question sometimes for my own kids. Where does it say in the Bible that we shouldn't say curse words? Here it is. This is it right here, okay? We're trading this because God wants to fill something else in its stead. So what am I trading? This is the list of things that I am trading away. Now, let's take a look. What is it that God wants to give us instead? Because again, there's, there's a movement point here from where we've been to where we're going. So if we look at Ephesians, go back to Ephesians 5. You've got that Bible open. We're going to start with verses 1 and 2. It says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Don't be fooled, this is verse 6, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. So that whole list of things that we just read, right? Coarse joking and abusive language and sexual immorality and all of that right down to lying, stealing, deception, lust, all of it. He says, don't be fooled by those who excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things that they do. For once you are, were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. This light within you produces what is good and right and true. So let's look at this list, okay? We've already seen in this whole section of Scripture, Ephesians 4.17 to 5.20, the things that we're trading away. Now let's look at the things that God says that he wants to put there in, in a place. What am I getting? I know I'm going fast, but just stick with me. What am I getting? Freedom from being a slave to sin. Renewed thoughts and attitudes. True righteousness and holiness. A heart of generosity that helps others in need. A good, helpful, and encouraging voice. Kindness, tenderness, love, and a forgiving nature. Wisdom that makes the most of every opportunity and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now look at these two ideas in comparison to one another. We're we're going right down through, and this is exactly what Paul is doing for the Ephesian church. You used to be full of darkness. Here's what darkness looks like. Dark, 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 dark. This is dark, this is dark. If this stuff is inside of you, there's still darkness inside of you. Then he has a hinge point. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. And as you do that, here's what's going to come inside of you. You're going to be filled with this, 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 all these good things, right? But this is the point in which we transition, right? We go from towards what God is doing. Now, how many of you would say, I'm exactly the way God wants me to be. I have fully arrived. Nobody? Well, what's going on? Of course not, right? Because God is still working on us. And I want to spend the next couple minutes here just really showing us this reality that is so important. How do I get there? How do I get there? If, if coming out of darkness is what God has called me from and moving into light is what God has called me to and, and you're saying that the middle of that is instead of all of this brokenness and all this other stuff, let there be thankfulness to God. How do I get there from here? I'm glad you asked me that question. It's a great question. Let's read Ephesians 5 verses 15 to 20. Here's what it says. 
Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Here we go. And give thanks for everything. Say everything. Everything. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks to God for what? Everything. Everything in the name of the Father, to our, the, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything. Here's, here's something I want to kind of talk about for the next couple of minutes here. We so often do this. I know my family, we did this when I was growing up. Thanksgiving Day, we got the table set. The food smells amazing. We're getting ready to eat. And we're like, it's Thanksgiving. We should go around and say what we're thankful for, Right? And, you know, when you're young, I know, like, we've had our kids, we've done this with our own kids, and, and, you know, some of it's like, I'm thankful I didn't have to go to school today, Uh, I'm thankful that I have a cat, I'm thankful that we have mashed potatoes, Uh, you know, but there are some of those things around the table that are, like, really awesome things. I'm thankful for my new job, I'm thankful for my clean bill of health, I'm thankful for uh, the relationships in my life, I'm thankful for God, you know, some of these are high platitudes, right, of things that we express our thankfulness for. Now... Here's what I want to unpack for us, because there's something in this that is missing, all right? There's something in this that breaks us a little bit, because you know what it teaches us? That the only things we can give thanks to God for are the good things. That the only time we can be filled with gratitude is when things are good. And so then what happens when things aren't so good? Where, where does our gratitude go? Where does our joy go? it kind of starts to get pushed out of our lives because there's so many things going on that we're like, it's not good. And maybe if you've ever been there before, maybe you're there right now, you're dreading that question on Thursday. What if they ask me to be thankful for something? I, I, I gotta be honest. I don't know what I would say. I don't know what I would even bring up because life's just been so tough lately. You know, there is the reality of how difficult life is on certain occasions, certain seasons, and I'm not trying to make light of that by any stretch of the imagination, but here's what we've done to ourselves in constantly thanking God for the good things and saying that it's in spite of, right? Yeah, there are bad things, but I'm going to teach myself to focus only on the good, all right? Worship team, can I ask you to get into place as we kind of get ready to wrap up here? I'm going to fix my eyes only on the good things. Well, here's the reality. There's an entire other side to praise and worship and thanksgiving to God that we're missing in this process. And I want to show it to you in Hebrews chapter 13. So you can flip over in that Bible that you have, or you can follow us on the screen. Hebrews 13, it's page 1017. Here's what we're missing, okay? Hebrews 13, 12 to 16 says this. Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual 
sacrifice of praise to God. A continual sacrifice of praise to God. Proclaiming our allegiance to His name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These, these are the sacrifices that please God. These are the sacrifices. These are the things that touch the heart of God. It's not when I can look around and I can list all of the amazing things in my life. Believe me, that's one part of worship. Paul instructed the Ephesian church a couple chapters earlier. He says, listen, if anything be praiseworthy or noteworthy, give glory to God for it. Focus on those things. Retrain your thoughts to see the good around you, God's blessings around you. But that's only one side of praise. And if I'm being honest, it's the weaker side. Because then we get into this other portion where he says, give God praise and thanksgiving for all things. You know, those things that hurt you, those things that disappointed you, those things that frustrate you, those things that embarrass you, the things that when Thanksgiving comes around and if anybody's coming over, let's tuck that into a closet. Let's sweep that under a rug. Let's not talk about that right now. Let's just focus on the good things on, on Thanksgiving Day. Let's just talk about all the good things. And I'm not suggesting that you start off your Thanksgiving Day by just talking about all the terrible things in your life. That would be a downer, okay? But this is an element of praise that we so often miss, and it's this one. The sacrifice of praise. There's an old song, and if you grew up in the church, you probably heard it before. It says, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. It wasn't the easy one. It wasn't the feel-good one. It wasn't the, I'm having a great day, and the sun is shining, and the rain didn't ruin my hair, and I got, didn't get a stain on my clothes, and things are going great for me, and my kids are respectful, and my marriage is great, and I'm healthy, and I've got money coming out of my ears. It wasn't that kind of praise. It was a praise that takes into account that there are hard things in life. There are difficult things in life. There are stressful things in life, and saying, even in the middle of that, not despite it, not forgetting it, but grabbing it and looking it right in the face and saying, God, even in this, you're worthy of praise. You're worthy of praise. Church, this is when gratitude begins to overtake everything inside of us. Because you know what? It's not easy. And I'm not saying it flippantly. I don't know every story in this room, but I know a lot of them. There are hard things in this room. Some of you are going through really difficult things in your lives. And I'm not telling you flippantly, just get over it and praise Jesus. How heartless would that be? And that's not God's attitude either. But God wants to teach us a kind of praise that really challenges what's good and easy, but to get us to a place where we can take even the deepest hurts of our lives and say, God, I praise you even through this. You're worthy even through this. And I love you. I want to ask you to do something this morning. We're going to take a step together, all right? In front of you in the pews, you'll find pens and little pieces of paper. 
And I want to ask you to grab a little piece of paper. You might have to look around a little bit. I know that we did this in first service as well. Here's what I want to ask you to do. The worship team is going to sing in a few moments, and we're going to go back into that song, Gratitude. And there's a part of that song that I really love. It says, all that I have left is is a hallelujah. And hallelujah simply means this. It's actually Hebrew. If you didn't know that, you're speaking Hebrew when you say hallelujah. Hallelujah means this. Praise belongs to God. It belongs to Him. Not He deserves it. I mean, we would say that, yeah, God deserves my praise. No, it's saying praise belongs to God. And no matter what I face, praise belongs to God. No matter how hurt or disappointed I am, praise belongs to God. So here's what I want to ask you to do this morning. I want you to take that piece of paper and I want you to write down, could be the most disappointing thing or hurtful thing that you're going through right now. Could be one of the things that you're going through right now. Whatever you want. I'm not asking you to put your name on it. This will be totally anonymous. It's between you and the Lord. I want you to write down that thing that hurts. Write down that thing that's disappointing you. Write down that thing that's frustrating you. Maybe write down that thing that you're ashamed of. I want you to write that down. And then underneath it, in your own words if you'd like to, but even just to simply, if all you could say is hallelujah, praise belongs to God. Even even in this, praise belongs to God. Even in my hurt, even in my brokenness, even in my shame, even in my frustration, even in my disgrace, praise belongs to God. And I want to ask you to do something else. Up here at the front, or in the front of the stage area here, we call this the altar. And it's an area where we just come to be in closer connection with God. But I want to ask you to do this. I want to ask you to bring that piece of paper. And anywhere up here, on this side over here, on the steps, I just want to ask you to lay it down. And we're going to literally bring a sacrifice of praise to the Lord. And I want you to lay it down on this, wherever it is. Nobody else is going to read it. I picked up all the ones from the first service myself and I threw them in a garbage can. That's between you and the Lord. But there's power in turning the most broken parts of your life into praise. And here's why. Satan uses those very things to keep on bringing you down. He uses it over and over again. That same jab, that same thought, that same word, that same hurt, that same failure, that same brokenness, whatever it is, he just keeps bringing it up over and over and over again to get after you. And here's what happens when you bring a sacrifice of praise to the Lord. When you lay that down, guess what you've done? You take all the power that Satan formerly had to use that against you and you say, nope, I praise God through that. I give glory to God through that. God's worthy of praise even in that. And I love him. So I want to ask you to do this as the worship team sings. Well, let's allow God to do something awesome today because I believe that God really wants to bring some freedom. So I'm not asking you to share the easy thing. I'm asking you to share the hard thing. And to lay it down here and say, God, even in this, 
Hallelujah. Praise belongs to you.
up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Praise the Lord Praise the Scripture reminds us that our call is to bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name and forget not His benefits. His blessings, His faithfulness, His goodness. And church, I know that on this altar here are real, painful, tangible realities if we can turn even these into worship there is a defeat coming for God's enemy that is not in comparison to anything else it's that place where we can stand in victory and say there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus that the enemy is under my feet that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Forget not His benefits. I want to pray as we get ready to close. But I want to pray for a real breakthrough. From the real hurts, the real disappointments, the real frustrations that are laying on this altar right now. Yours. But I want to pray this that in the name of Jesus there is victory over them not because they changed do you know that's how we measure victory it got better it got better so that's victory church there's a victory that precedes that it's the victory where even in the middle of the most broken things we've ever lived we can say hallelujah all I've got left is a hallelujah all I've got left is to God belongs the glory the praise and so I want you to pray this with me as we all agree together that these things would be broken off in Jesus name not necessarily changed of course there are some of them we hope that will change but if they don't we'd still be able to say God I worship you Lord I pray right now for every single person in this room 
maybe those who are watching us online, that there would be real, true, tangible, powerful change in us as we pick up the mantle and learn what it means to bring the sacrifice of praise to the Lord. Not just thankfulness for the good things, not just celebrating the highlights, but they're realizing that true worship is rooted in that place where even in the midst of our brokenness and our pain and our hurt and our disappointment and our frustration, that even as we look those things in the eye, we can stand and say, praise belongs to God. All the glory to King Jesus, that I will bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me that will bless his holy name. And I will not forget I will not reject, I will not abandon the benefits of all that God has done for me. I will not lose sight of all that God has done for me just because there are things in my life that hurt. And so I pray for breakthrough, Lord, in Jesus' name. Pray for breakthrough in Jesus' name that we would look these things defiantly in the eye and say, I love Jesus and I give him all the glory in every situation I face. And Lord, that in doing so, we will completely disarm the enemy and the power that he tries to take over your people. Let us be a people filled with gratitude, Lord. A people who give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Church, Don't pick it up again. Leave it at the altar. Leave it there. And go home and in the rest of the world and give glory to Jesus for the goodness that he is and how much you love him. Our prayer team will be up here at the front. Would love to meet with you if you need prayer this morning. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving celebrating with family and friends. The Lord bless you as you go.